Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda. This episode, The Chimera Protocol. Well, seeing as that light bulb was just replaced... Can I assume that there is someone in here? There is. Forgive the intrusion, Prime Minister. Red Panda, do you mind if I sit by the fire, or do you insist on speaking in total darkness? Not at all, sir. Do you mind my asking why you maintain this flair for the dramatic? Why not come by the hill in the daylight? Let me call a photographer in. And have five minutes of your time with junior staffers and press in tow? It didn't really feel like that sort of meeting, sir. That's fair. One day we should really discuss how you get in here. Both of you. I assume that she's here somewhere? She is. She is also, I hesitate to add, watching you like a hawk for signs you've raised an alarm. May I ask what she intends to do about it if I do? I never quite know with her. The depression is over, Red Panda. The age of shadows and despair, it won't be missed by anyone but you. Step into the light, why don't you? And have my picture taken, shaking the Prime Minister's hand? I wouldn't say no if you did. (laughs) Going to have to run for re-election one of these days. Even Churchill will, you know. I'm certain that you'll make out all right. Do sit down, would you? I'm not a criminal to be interrogated. I apologize, sir. In truth, I came because I need your help. I see. Still follow the war news, do you, Red Panda? The British Home Guard were stood down the other week. What a change from a year ago. Yes, sir. The Americans are in the thick of it in the Ardennes. Yes. Yes. (laughs) There's a long way to go. But this is a private meeting, Red Panda. And we may speak as men do. There has come to be a certain grim inevitability about this conflict. It It will take time, it will cost lives, but we will prevail. How strange is it that when that outcome was not at all certain, we said things like that constantly... But now we seem to treat it as a secret, as if mentioning it would provide a jinx. Yes, sir. Or perhaps it is because we do not want the man in the street to consider the truth, that in certain corridors questions are already being asked about the world that will follow, and the relationships with those that are now our allies. Beyond a loathing for Nazi Germany, we don't have a great deal in common with the Soviets, you know. And, of course, reports from certain quarters would have us believe there is an occupying force of space aliens en route. Yes, sir. I'm certain that it is complicated. But you don't care and would like a favor anyway. Yes, sir. 
I don't know how much you know about what is happening in my city. I know some. What you and your allies on the Toronto police have allowed to trickle down to conventional authority. I know there have been widespread inoculations against a family of chemicals developed by someone who calls herself Professor Zombie. Yes. You have defeated her before, and will again. Things have changed. The Professor was always one for short-term profit, spectacular capers, a cold contempt for human life, but within narrow parameters of her own gain. And now? Blind homicidal rage. Much of it manifesting as a desire to hurt me by destroying my city and its people. You've made many powerful enemies. Yes, sir. But the longer this has gone on, the less certain I am that I'm not standing in for someone else. Something happened to Professor Zombie, Prime Minister. And I think you might know what it was. Such intrigue. Perhaps this is an interrogation after all. I should prefer it not to be. But we cannot have everything as we would prefer it to be. Can we, Mr. Jackson? I beg your pardon? Jackson Clarence. Known as Clay. Former gang leader and criminal. For reasons unknown, though I suspect a troubled conscience. You faked your death and rose again to battle injustice as the Red Panda. Did you imagine that we did not know? I am always surprised by what people think they know. Come, come, man. It is a matter of record. Well, then I suppose it must be true. You have fought the good fight for many years, Mr. Jackson. Erased your debt. But even if you could keep this pace up forever, the world that is coming will have no room for masked heroes and mysterious strangers. But you could live again, in freedom. I could arrange a full pardon, new identities for you and your young lady. Prime Minister, are you bribing me to walk away? Leave my city in the grips of the undead? No, of course not. Defeat her as you always have. I simply offer a reward for your service to your country. I should prefer my reward to be the truth. We all would. It isn't always an option, but it also isn't always necessary. I have been battling her for months. I'm at my wit's end. I need to understand what happened to her or millions may die. She tried to murder the crowd at the Santa Claus parade, Prime Minister. Innocent people, children by the thousands. What do secrets matter when these are the stakes? Some secrets are darker than others, Red Panda. I fear that Professor Zombie may not be the only one who turned herself into a monster during the course of this war. And that, I think, demands a certain amount of explanation. In the early days of the war, I was approached by two senior intelligence officers, rivals for most of their careers now united in a proposition. Remember the sheer number of advantages the Nazis had over us at that point? Apart from conventional military might, there was advanced technology based in dark magics, dinosaur squadrons, the development of the Ubermensch... I'm familiar with the list. Yes, I suppose you would be. These officers persuaded me that if we were to prevail, we must take advantage of every opportunity, play every card we were dealt. The Nazis were already kidnapping and recruiting super-criminals around the world... They had engineered the escape of Marcus Bennett. Captain Clockwork. If you like. They persuaded me that we should be proactive. Take their likely next target ourselves. The genie. Yes. Dr. Cornelius Thorne. I wasn't aware that he had an actual name. He didn't. The reformed villain routine was awkward in his work with the Allied Command Super Services. We created a new identity for him. And bestowed a doctorate. We bestowed three, actually. He liked that. 
and he has been a very good boy. I'm so glad. Buoyed by the success, we pressed on. But the architects of the plan were divided in their visions of where we went from there. One of them was of the opinion that we must recruit the nation's masked heroes into service, overcome their natural independent tendencies, and direct their efforts for maximum effect. Colonel Fitzroy. Yes. He kept control of the genie and founded the home team. You know the rest of the story. What you do not know is what became of the opposite number. Colonel Francis Sharp. I have my suspicions, though I had never heard the name. The prisons and asylums were emptied of superpowered criminals, supposedly in favor of a high-security facility, which was simply a ruse. From there, things get a little sketchy, though I know what they did to the electric eel. Colonel Sharp saw little difference between villains and vigilantes. He did not believe either group could be trusted, nor that either should have the same rights as normal members of society. But the nation's masked heroes had built tremendous goodwill in the public's eyes. They could not be seized, coerced, modified, but the crazed criminal scum that had terrified the populace for years. Who would raise a fuss? They were powerful, raw material in potential, and they were already incarcerated. Who would ever object? You could have. Yes, I could have. But I gave him what he wanted. I instituted the Chimera Protocol and gave Sharp full authority. And what happened with Professor Zombie? I don't know. I... I lost control of Sharp and his unit quite some time ago. <laughs> he will know that you are coming, I imagine. I feel fairly confident that he has me watched, and if any eyes could detect you, they would be working for Sharp. You were going to have to deal with him sooner or later. Yes, and with you, I suppose. I imagine that one of my problems will soon be solved one way or another. Yes, sir. This is crazy. It is a little. I just wish it were all so surprising. Are we heading back tonight? August Fenwick has ample reason to travel to Ottawa on business. Or at least no one will look twice if he does. But you'd rather he and the Red Panda didn't have the same travel agent? If we could be a touch more subtle about it, that would be very nice. Especially since we now know that our secrets are more or less intact. And you called me paranoid. Hey! I wrote the Clay Jackson file, remember? Some of your finest fiction. You should write westerns. I'll give it some thought. Well, we aren't exactly overwhelmed by details. I guess Ottawa's as good a place as any to start looking for this Colonel Sharp. If he isn't already looking for us. Yeah, that's great. Colonel Fitzroy, spookier brother. What next? Fear drives people to do terrible things. Like press gaying supervillains? The Prime Minister is right. Nobody's going to lose a lot of sleep over that one. Except Professor Zombie's victims, perhaps. This Sharp confuses me. Why would he allow Professor Zombie to escape? Is he that obsessed with the war effort that he allows his failures to terrorize the country he's supposed to be protecting? He didn't exactly step in to stop the electric eel, either. I'll tell you something else. The war he was supposed to be winning, he hasn't had much of an effect on it. No, he hasn't. Like most of the efforts to create super-soldiers to win this war at a stroke, the Chimera Protocol has been something of a bust. Well, the genie worked out all right. And that was Fitz. And if the poet didn't have a hand in planning the D-Day landings, I'll eat my cowl. Well, that probably is true. Still don't know how John pulled that one off. But if a handful of villains have been converted, it is worth noting that it worked when handled with a degree of respect. Colonel Sharp seems like quite a piece of work. 
So, what do we do? Drop me up here. I'll meet you back at the hotel. We'll have a quiet night in with Billy. And my mother, and the butler, and the retinue. Perhaps we'll send them to the pictures. So, why am I dropping off here? I have a call to make, and I'd just as soon it didn't come from our rooms at the Chateau Laurier. That's tough, but fair. Can I ask you a question? I've never been able to stop you before. When we find Colonel Sharp, what exactly do we do with him? If the PM lost control, it's because he gave away too much power. But if he gave it away, then Sharp has it. Does this Chimera Protocol mean he hasn't broken any laws? And if he hasn't, what exactly do we do with him? What are you driving at? I'm saying that maybe we need to focus on the devil we know. You've got that look in your eye. You're after Sharp now. I can see it. He knows what happened to Professor Zombie, and we need to know. So maybe we ask him. Ask him? Maybe even nicely, if we have to. We find out what we need to know, we stop Zombie, and then we decide if we need to settle Sharp's hash. Where is this coming from? We fight too many battles at once, we might not win any of them. And if Zombie wins, our entire city, everything we've fought for all these years, it's all for nothing. It won't come to that. Maybe. Maybe it already has. Just promise to play nice, and if we get sass back, I'll be right there with you to hand Chimera their teeth. Well, when you put it that way, how could I refuse? Colonel Sharp, sir. What is it, Sergeant? There's a problem, sir. From the listening post. Oh, yes? Lieutenant Richard Kerr, the Red Panda's army informant. I know who Lieutenant Kerr is. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. He had a call from the Red Panda. Tonight? Yes. Hmm. How did our team finally break the secure channel he uses? I don't know, sir. I... Wait. It says here the line was unsecured. Careless. Or perhaps he couldn't set up an encrypted line from Ottawa. He's here, sir. The Red Panda. Met with the Prime Minister a few hours ago. I didn't see anything in the official logs. Uh, Would you really expect to? No, sir. I suppose not. So, what did the man in the mask have to say for himself? Sir? The Red Panda has fairly regular contact with Lieutenant Kerr. It doesn't always send you scampering into my office. No, sir. So why tonight? Because we could actually hear the conversation? No, sir. That is, uh, yes, sir. Oh, good. Which is it? It's what he said, sir. The Red Panda asked Kerr what he knew about the Chimera Protocol. Mm, Did he now? You don't seem very surprised, Colonel. I'm not. But, sir, how did he even know the name? Where could he have learned it? Don't be obtuse, man. I just told you, he met with the Prime Minister this evening. You don't think? It all seems clear. It was only a matter of time before Prime Minister King began to regret setting Chimera into motion. The war in Europe is moving forward. Things seem well in hand. Perhaps it's time he did something about the team of covert thugs he established who never quite won the war for him. I'm sure it isn't like that, Colonel. Why are you sure? Because it's what you would prefer? Because I don't think the Prime Minister would dare. And if he did, I don't think he would turn to the Red Panda. Mm, Perhaps you're right, Sergeant. But we can't take any chances. Tell me, what was Lieutenant Kerr's reply? Sir? When asked what he knew about us, what did he say? He didn't exactly say anything, sir. No? No. 
He screamed and hung up. Hmm. That amuses you, doesn't it, Sergeant? Perhaps provides a certain grim self-satisfaction? I suppose so, sir. And then you remember that, ideally, if all was going as it really ought to, Lieutenant Kerr should have no idea who we are, let alone how to find out. Yes, sir. It is a fine thing to be feared, Sergeant, but it is much better to be a ghost. Yes, sir. And of course, if Lieutenant Kerr were not such an abject coward, he would have found some way to deal with the question that would have made it less blazingly obvious that he does know something. I think his response will simply provoke the interest of the man in the mask, don't you? Yes, sir. Should we have Kerr eliminated? We could do that, Sergeant. But it wouldn't answer the questions we have at this point. What does he know, and from whom did he learn it? If we are compromised, we have to assume that all of our operations are in jeopardy. Yes, sir. What do we do? Bring me Lieutenant Kerr. Let's see exactly what he knows, and how much he can be persuaded to forget. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com. Look, I'm telling you, you've got the wrong guy! I'm a lieutenant in the army, you psychopaths. Do you have any idea how much trouble you're in right now? Lieutenant Kerr, I presume. Who the heck are you? My men are in very little trouble right now, Lieutenant. Something that I cannot say for you. Come on, wise guy. Don't be cute. You act tougher than your reputation, Kerr. I'm impressed. Of course, since my men appear to have no problem with you so far... I assume you'll fold pretty quickly if I had them work you over. Who are you? Don't be stupid. You know exactly who I am. I really don't. Let's start with you, shall we? Lieutenant Richard Kerr, Army Intelligence. Solid enough record, mostly administration. No real potential for overseas posting, unless things got terribly desperate. Hey! Little gambling problem that we are not supposed to know anything about. Not so little, if reports are accurate. I imagine that's what got you into trouble in the first place. And how he found you. He who? The Red Panda. Oh. Him he. Hmm. That's what he does, you see. That's how he uses people. Richard Kerr, I have saved your life. It belongs to me now. Was that how it went? Something like that. Something like that. And since that day... You've been acting on his behalf, betraying sensitive information to your new master. Hey! You're a traitor, Richard Kerr. And that is why you now belong to me. I'm not a traitor! I'm not a spy! I've got rights! You are what I say you are. I have been granted extraordinary powers to ensure our nation's safety. That extends to matters of treason. Any rights you may have thought you once had are long gone, Richard Kerr. Now it is just you and me. Who are you? Are you really that dim? The Red Panda asked you a question tonight. You screamed like a girl and hung up the telephone. No. What was the question, Kerr? What could you not bear the thought of betraying? 
not from patriotism or pride, but from a terror greater than that the man in the mask held over you. Wait. You guys... You guys are Chimera? I am the Chimera, Kerr. The protocol gives me authority to pursue an ambitious agenda without the normal... structures. And to extend my power to the men who work for me. Which is why they can stroll in and kidnap an army officer with impunity. They cannot be prosecuted. They work for me. And I am, among other things, this country's best defense against traitors. Wait. Wait. The Red Panda? He isn't a traitor. He works with the government, the police. And he gets the official information which he is authorized to have when it is necessary for him to have it. He does not get to decide what he needs to know, and you do not get to decide when you will break your oath and divulge classified information. I never did. I never Nonsense. did. Nonsense. You first came to our attention in the matter of Simon Radford. Radford? The electric eel? That was you? Imagine my surprise when quite suddenly an intelligence officer started quietly asking questions far out of his pay grade. Questions about where all of the supervillains had been taken, and whatever happened to them. But... uh, I didn't know that was you. I did... uh, He had to do something. The electric eel was trying to tear the city apart. Yes. That is why I allowed you to find Radford. (laughs) You allowed me? Of course. If we had wanted him hidden, he would never have been found. But I allowed the Red Panda to become directly involved in the hopes that he might discover a solution to our dilemma. Dilemma? You you mean how you butchered a man and set his evil, superpowered half loose on the city? That dilemma? Mm, You're trying to grow a spine, Kerr. At precisely the wrong moment. It isn't very convincing when you're groveling on the floor. Or shrieking like a woman at the sound of the word chimera. The boys in the listening post have been having a lot of fun with that recording. So, tell me, Richard Kerr, how did you learn about me? I didn't. I don't know anything. You're lying. No, I... Just... There are just rumors, is all. uh, Of a secret unit's... You know, spooky stuff, but but no real details. I don't know anything. Where did you hear these rumors? I, I don't know. I j- just 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 around. I'm I'm an intelligence officer for Pete's sake. Of course, there are rumors, things other people wouldn't know. I don't know where I heard them. You think that you don't, Lieutenant? But the brain is a remarkable thing. The truth of the matter is that, as I am questioning you about what you know and where you heard it. Your brain is forming new attachments with each of those fragmented memories, bringing them to the forefront of your consciousness, making them prime candidates for erasure. Erasure? Sergeant, fire up the machine, will you? An impressive device, is it not, Lieutenant? I'm afraid that it really doesn't have a name. I know my methods are extreme, But they are all in the name of patriotism. Unfortunately, acting in the full authority of the Prime Minister isn't quite the clean slate that you might think it is. Politics is an unstable thing. If I were to proceed with my agenda, I needed to have certain 
assurances. And that is why our experiments with memory came first. When you are strapped down to this machine, and exposed to this beam, it will scramble the synapses in your memory. Erase the offending data. No, 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 don't do this! The process is quite painful, but you won't remember any of it. Or of the last two days, for that matter. Or any of the subjects that we have discussed here, under stress, creating high-priority connections for the beam to follow. Your recruitment by the Red Panda, your involvement in his cases, especially that of the Electric Eel, and everything you have ever heard about the Chimera Protocol. No, no, you can't do this! If the machine is precisely calibrated, it will leave the rest of your mind intact. But if you resist it, your mind will be wiped completely blank. The beam will leave you alive, but empty, incapable of a single thought. No! No, don't do this! Of course, it is possible that the Red Panda will tear your mind apart himself when he finds out. He won't believe you at all. But that is a matter for his conscience, not mine. I suggest you submit meekly and save yourself the danger. No! No, you can't do this to me! Yes, we can. Take him. (coughs) Strap him to the machine and start the power build-up. Good. Good. And now, Lieutenant Kerr, I wish you good night and goodbye. Ah! My hand! What the... Don't touch that dial! The flying squirrel. The one and only. You spoiled our quiet evening in, Colonel Sharp. We don't get a lot of those. You're lucky I'm not the kind of girl who holds grudges. This is not what I hear. Ah, flattery. An interesting choice. Might almost make me forget that you've got our operative strapped to a big mind-erasing thingy. You flew back to Toronto and waited for us to move on Kerr. Yeah. From the way he dipped his hand, we knew you wouldn't wait. A very good guess. I could dig up those flight records, you know. You could, but they wouldn't do you any good. Mm, Because you and your boss faked your deaths years ago. Don't be so confident. I never bought into that official Clay Jackson routine. Really? Do tell. I remember seeing other files with other stories. The Red Panda is a flyer from the Great War. He's a ghost. He's a robot. Even one that said he was secretly my old friend Archie Fitzroy. Probably the reason the fool was killed along with his ridiculous home team. I'm sure you had a reason for inventing so many different stories. I'm sure we did. Kinda hard pressed to recall just now. Do you think I can't find out who you really are? I didn't come here to get into a spitting contest with you, Colonel Sharp. Why did you come here? And where is he? I came because I'm the calmer half of the equation this time. And because I think we need your help to clean up one of your messes. Hmm. Professor Zombie. The very same. She escaped from your little tea party. Regrettable. Highly regrettable. But not so regrettable that you're prepared to do something about it? Precisely. This is not my field. And what is your field, Colonel? Pulling people apart to figure out what makes their powers tick? Those people are some of the most twisted villains in the country. Not just your rogues gallery, but dozens more. They have rare gifts and abilities that they have twisted and used for evil. I will use them in the service of this country. Service of the country? You're like those dingbats in the Meta Project, still trying to make super soldiers for a war that'll be over before you get out of the lab. Over? Young lady, we are always at war. 
Young men may stop shooting at one another for a time, but let us not confuse that with peace. So your extraordinary powers go on forever and ever? What are you fighting against, Colonel? Communists? Fascists? Anarchists? How about masked do-gooders who answer to no law but their own and would force their agenda on decent society? Who expect a parade for sending a lunatic back into their monkey barrel for a few weeks until the escape again and again and again? I stand opposed to enemies of the state, foreign and domestic, and I'm looking at one right now. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Colonel. I'm going to say that this isn't the first time you've pursued this particular interest. Such a clever girl. I'll bet it was a young Captain Sharp that persuaded the Queen Street Sanitarium Board to start dissecting their inmates, to try and build a better hero, one that they could control. I was a major then, but you're not far off. And instead, you got the Crimson Death. And when he went psycho and started killing people, you walked away from the whole thing. Just... Turn him loose on the people you were supposed to protect. You made him. And the red panda broke his neck. I was surprised by that. Didn't know he had it in him. You're a monster. And you're a very good reporter, Mrs. Baxter Fenwick. All right, I was wrong. We aren't going to make nice after all. I didn't think we were. She was talking to me, actually. Kerr, how the... How did you get free? <laughs> you. That's right, Colonel Sharp. We beat your goon squad to Toronto and I arranged to stand in for Lieutenant Kerr. That's why I never stood up. So you wouldn't notice Kerr was suddenly a foot taller than his file suggested. Don't just stand there. Seize him. I may just lock the door while we chat, just in case. Though I assure you they're quite hypnotized. As are the others from the flight back. They're upstairs packing up boxes of files for me. A complete record of all of your butchery. Or you could save me time and tell me what I need to know. How do I counteract Professor Zombie's new formula? Counteract? You know everything you need to know. If you can create a vaccine, you can create an anti-venom that will inhibit the necrodium in her subjects. You have this. You've had it for weeks, maybe longer. That would destroy her slaves. Of course. But they aren't shambling, rotting corpses like her old zombies. They're intact, close to life. We have a word for something that's close to life, Red Panda. Dead. They aren't that either. And I won't commit mass murder. Not even to save your city. Are you too weak to do what has to be done? Are you really trying to save them all, even if it means risking the lives of millions more, you deluded dilettante? There must be a way. And you will help me find it, Francis Sharp. I will pull your mind apart if I have to. No, Red Panda. My mind, my rule. Sharp! Get away from that machine! I will not betray my secrets to you. I will not be paraded like a bear in a cage before a tribunal. I have the strength to do what needs to be done, Red Panda. Do you... Sharp! Well, Red Panda, I suppose that I should probably thank you. You probably should, but we both know that you won't. Colonel Sharp's men don't remember a thing... 
And those who weren't there to hypnotize have no power and no proof. And Colonel Sharp himself? In hospital, where it seems likely he will spend the rest of his days. The machine he turned upon himself is very powerful. It does not simply invoke amnesia. It erases information. And if misused, as it was, it wipes the mind clean. Sharp is alive, but quite empty. And if he ever wakes up? In that unlikely event, he'll be given a medal and a full pension. He'll be given a job somewhere. The sort of thing you give a man who thinks he is important, but must never be allowed to hold any real power again. You could appoint him to the Senate. Not the worst idea you've ever had? About the Chimera records? Yes. Have you learned anything that will help you with your current problem? Not really. Not what I had hoped. Sharp was forcing Professor Zombie to develop new necronium compounds for his use. Variants that would allow the subjects to retain high functions, drug cocktails that would drive populations to destroy themselves. Most of her new bag of tricks. Heaven knows what he wanted it for. Power? Sharp did everything for power. Unleashing a plague you cannot cure is not power, it is insanity. Say nothing of the means he used to get it. Why was the professor herself turned? The records say a lab accident. Casual exposure to compounds she was unfamiliar with. I suppose it might be true. In any event, when her work was complete, they did their best to erase her memory, and then buried her. Buried her? Alive? Well, aware, at any rate. They seemed to think she would never get free and found it amusing. If she would never get free, why erase her memory? Yes. The truth is they didn't care. The zombification process must have protected most of her long-term memory. She emerged from her grave full of hate, but with no clear memory of Sharp or Chimera, and she turned her rage onto a familiar default. You and your city? Yes. I had hoped that understanding what happened to Professor Zombie might provide a solution, that perhaps there was a cure that was being withheld, but as complete as Sharp's records are, there is no hope to be found there. Only suffering and human misery. Yes, about that. Here it comes. It really is quite intolerable, you know. You having those records in your possession. Is it the most intolerable option? They are a very thorough retelling of some terrible crimes that happened because you handed limitless power to a psychopath. That's one interpretation? It's the one your opponents would use if they had the opportunity. Or that historians would take if these records went to a government archive to be rediscovered years later. Yes. I have no political agenda, Prime Minister. I couldn't care much less. It seems clear that I am headed for a state of all-out zombie war. If I survive that, I will have need of Sharp's records. Two of his failed experiments have already come back to plague me. If I give these files to you, they will be destroyed, and I will have nowhere to turn when the next menace surfaces. And there are his victims to think of. They deserve to be found and given a decent burial. Some may still be alive and in need of help. These are supervillains, Red Panda. Perhaps we all are. But we must try to be something more. Red Panda. I have no desire for conflict with you, Prime Minister. I have aspirations to leave this game one day and no wish to be looking over my shoulder for the rest of my life. Anything not directly related to Sharp's research projects will be returned to you. Do with it what you will. That is satisfactory. Good luck, Red Panda. I have no doubt that you will defeat Professor Zombie and her minions. Yes, sir. But can I save them? That's the real question.
And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, Episode 101, The Chimera Protocol, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Peter Nickel, Ryan Saro, Christopher Mott, Stephen Burley, Clarissa Dunetterlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre, and the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night!